Hey, TBR family. Welcome to Season 2 of the Banded Retreat Podcast. I'm B, and this is a family-friendly podcast about all things outdoors. I'm Ryan, and the Banded Retreat's mission is to bring faith, family, and legacy into everything we do. And let's get ready for another episode with you. Welcome to today's show. I'm here with Ryan. Ryan, we are in full swing of the fall weather now. Uh, it's cold, and we talked about this last time, but it's actually really cold now. we got to wear pants now. Absolutely. The uh, <laughs> Part of the nature of it all is that we live in four seasons country, southern uh, Virginia, uh, uh, southern West Virginia and Virginia, and it is, uh, I saw a meme the other day that said, hey, welcome to the four seasons country where winter is at 6 a.m., you know, <laughs> spring is at what, uh, uh uh, around 1030 summers at two o'clock yeah. and at 430 falls back on us. And so it, it's definitely, it's a, if Sitka got anything right, it was the layering of us. And yeah. So uh, you got to start with that cold at first and uh, you know, maybe a duck oven jacket and then break down to maybe a fanatic hoodie or something like that. So uh, we, we all have that, but yeah, full swing. It's uh, it's good. Uh, duck season has, uh, early duck season has came and gone and so yeah uh part of that and so we're uh we're excited for for what's happening so. and it's and it's been a slow early duck season probably slowest that i can remember actually yeah i mean i've been uh i, I scouted a couple times and uh it just feels like um nobody's really seeing the numbers that we we thought we might would see early season for our area doesn't mean that we won't get a push but it's like i don't know it's uh we got resident geese of course which we yeah, we continually have that but it's um you know i've seen some wood ducks killed locally i've seen just a few things but even like you know some of the guys we hunt with a lot they haven't been able to go as much but even when they're scouting they're just not seeing the birds in the place where they can hunt them so. yeah they're not they're just not around i mean we we talk to guys um from upstate west virginia and they're not seeing them at all and usually we'll see we'll kind of see that trickle down from there because they're directly north of us absolutely and they go to a place where they have they actually have a draw um preseason that you can apply for and then they have the draw and then they have that the um those hunts like every weekend it's like four day weekends yeah. that they do those hunts and so we typically try to to look at their pages and see what they're killing and talk to those guys and uh, they're just not they're just not putting the numbers down that they typically do but you know i mean that's kind of kind of how it goes for us in general i mean but then you look at you look at other places and it seems like they're doing they're doing pretty good absolutely i mean and that's the nature of hunting you know part of the whole hunting process is is sometimes you see them sometimes you're in the right spot and sometimes you're not i mean even uh mining your last hunt together is like we knew that the geese were going to come into a certain area. We felt pretty confident of it. Talked to the landowner. You know, he said they were basically flying over this uh, old family cemetery that, you know, uh, that another landowner that we um, are able to hunt on his property found out it was an old cemetery of his family. And, um, you know, the landowner told us that the, the geese were going to fly over about seven forty five, eight o'clock and uh, me and you're we're in the blind uh layout blinds and pastors there and ready to rock and uh, we hear them honking we hear them coming and they fly on the opposite side of the mountain of us you yeah. know and uh you honk at them honk at them but those residents a they lot know of where they want to go they want to go they're going somewhere and uh so i mean you know uh, a lot of people deal with that and a lot of people deal with trying to be at the right place but man if you don't hit that x it's uh it's very difficult 
Yeah, which, I mean, the interesting thing about that hunt was is that we got up we, after we had enough of sitting and waiting and nothing happening. We got up and moved towards the direction where those geese were going, which is another farm that that, that farmer uh, owns. And so we actually found them on that other side, which they were too skittish for us to do anything with. But um, there was a pond in that farm that we that i was i was aware of i just had never seen any waterfowl on it yeah so we're kind of we're doing some scouting there and about that time there was it was either teal or or wood ducks and there was probably 20 of them that lit into that that pond yeah and uh was a surprise to us but i think that you know you and i we should do something with with that we we know the owners of it and yeah talking about uh talking about maybe putting in something private for ourselves and put a blind on the side of the pond and yeah try to work it work it that way too i mean it'd be a great place that we a, a pond like that is something that we just don't have Absolutely. you know that nobody else it's exclusive no other duck hunters would be on that and uh we could work that ourselves and, and it would be i think that it would be a success yeah definitely and one, one of the things i think that we we've learned this season um, and as season is starting to come on strong, you know, um, I, I know we've got a week in uh, November, uh, you know, when this podcast is coming out, we'll, we'll be in the second split. But it's only I think we've got it four or five days in West Virginia. Virginia's got a little bit more, I think. And yeah. then December, we really, you know, duck season fully hits for us. Right. Absolutely. And so but one thing we've learned is that. You know, the connections you make are key. So It really is. And, and that's in every part of life. That's not just duck hunting. That's not just the connections, the relationships you make uh, is what matters in life. I mean, it really does. So it's it's who you know and who you can connect with. And we found a lot of luck with some farmers and some landowners that really, you know, have been very good to us. I mean, one, you know, is kin to you, but made another connection with another guy who we really didn't have connection but he was like come bring your family if you want to hunt if you want to hunt deer if you want to hunt duck if you want to hunt geese whatever you know and so those relationships are very key and critical and and it's it's awesome to see that develop that much further when i think that you know for those who are listening it's it's a good reminder that whatever you do is about people and i know that there are um you might have goals um with your business or goals with your career or uh, you may you may have your sight set on something specific you want to do with your life to make yourself successful. Um, but I will I will challenge you in saying that it's everything you do is about people. So, for instance, and I know we're getting kind of off topic here, but I just came back from Alabama. We my my first job, my primary job, is a project. I'm a project manager, and we have a project down in Alabama, and we just got. Uh, back from a, a trip where we were meeting the key players in that project and so um many many times I found myself talking about something other than work to them and uh and I told you several times that yeah. you know my my goal down there was to go and to meet people absolutely um, we talked about work when we needed to talk about work but we also talked about football we talked about duck hunting and we talked about dogs and we talked about other things that I found, you know, common interests and common likes with those people. And ultimately not, not that it's not that it's not about the work in the moment, but it's the fact of they will, they make a connection with you where the guy that, that I talked to is actually a, a big, a big uh, leader in the, in the community. And ultimately I know him as an Alabama football fan. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know him as his title as everybody else knows him. 
Um, and we talk ducks, we talk dogs and, and, and so circling back around, it is, it is all about people. And, uh, you put that care and concern on people and, and their interests, uh, you'll find yourself successful in this, this company that we have, have made the banded retrieve has been centered around people. We have shirts, we have hats and we have merchandise and things like that. But I've, I've told people this more than once this, this past week of this is considered a service for us. You know, we've said it many times and we're starting to hear people say it more now back to us. You buy, you purchase something from us, you send us a message, you, you link up with us. You're part of the TBR family. Absolutely. You know, and, and that's what I like to see this by no means what we make you know, financially is, is even enough to cover, cover what we're doing. I mean, we're actually putting more money into it than what we're making, but at the end of the day, our goal is people. Yeah, absolutely. We, we have, we have a lot of fun in it and we're, we're investing in people. We know that we're investing in relationships and, and I would say to the listener, you know, just evaluate your life and evaluate the people you're around and, um, you know, make make uh, that relationship equity, if I would call it something. It's it's to build equity in people, and you'll find yourself in a better position because you start to generally care for people and what um, not not what they can do for you, but just yeah. how you can serve them. And it, it, it's an incredible uh, opportunity, I think, for you to think about, to evaluate your life, and to get on the right track. You know, one thing that I think this company has done. And uh, we can talk about this. We're, we're actually we're in the process of um, changing some, uh, making some alterations because of um, listener request and um, customer request. You know, uh, Pastor's a black dog, and we we basically based our logo off of him, and and he's still the primary logo. You know, the blue collar and all that. But we've had a lot of people who have asked for a, a golden, uh, you know, a, a golden lab. So. We're trying to make that adjustment a yellow lab and and make those things. So we're going to come out with some new stickers with a yellow lab yeah. on it, and and also we've had some requests for uh, maybe a goose sticker, and we've got that in the works and and working with the designer on that. So uh, you know, it's about the listener, it's about the customer, it's about just being able to connect with people. And not everybody has a black lab; some have yellow, and so yeah, we, we want to be a part of that. Yeah, absolutely. It just gives gives options and. And the key thing is, is, you know, we have those conversations with people and, and we try to, uh, we try to meet the need. So, um, so anyway, I mean, we, we were preaching there for a second, but but I'm going to flip it back over to, to duck hunting. So, so my last duck hunt, um, by myself was a solo hunt with pastor Yep. and I had, I didn't have you, so I didn't have a boat at that point. Um, and I had to drag my kayak out of my garage, put it in my truck, drag it out into the river to hunt and then drag it back, dude. And it was like, the the thing that makes it harder is, is that I, and I don't know that we've talked much about this, but I have purchased a boat. It's an 18 foot, uh, aluminum boat. It's a Lumacraft all weld. Uh, I got it. It's a Facebook special. Yeah. So, uh, when I got it, it wasn't perfect for me. So I wanted to make some adjustments and I might as well make the adjustments before I use it because once I use it, I, I it, won't want to do that, get into all that stuff. And I'm trying to make it a project prior to the use because if, because if I do that, then I can keep the project. The main a lot. Thing, yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You focus on it and, and get it done and, and make the adjustments you want for it. Yeah. So let me, so back up and preface that with, I've bought, I've purchased this boat 
It's a uh, it's a ninety sixty five Yamaha jet. Yeah, and it had this weird, this really screwy um, console. Uh, console on the back and on the back deck. And what had happened was, is the the previous owner had drilled through the back deck, and they they put um, a one by one uh, post, square post or square tubing down through the floor, welded it onto the base of the boat all the way up through the deck. And then had two posts coming out, and then what looked like stop sign material. Yeah, it was literally a stop sign that was cut up, and you have a throttle on your right, and then you just have a simple basic steering wheel in the front. But the problem was is that it's on the back deck, like it's not in inside on the floor space. It's on the deck. So when you're driving it, and me, I'm a bigger person. When I took it out to drive the first time. When I was trying to get on plane, I'm standing on the transom yeah. because it was like the front of the boat was going up. And I finally got on on plane after 30 seconds yeah. of looking ridiculous. To try yeah, to do that. But um, I mean, I took it out and I'm like, there's no way it, there was no turf on it or anything like that. So it was just slick, slick as glass metal. It was a very d- dangerous situation. So with all said and done, I, I said, well, this is how I envision this boat and this project going. So um, I'm making some adjustments with a fabricator right now, and the boat is in uh, the fabrication shop. He is going to actually – we've already cut the console out. He's going to take out the back deck all the way to the transom so it will open up more like a utility-type style. Right. And then you've got uh, rod and gun boxes to the left, and you've got the front deck – that has storage compartments and things like that. So actually in one of those storage compartments, I'm putting the gas tank up there yeah. to offset some of the weight. My original thought was to put a console at the front. So make more like a forward console. Yeah. Um, but after some talking about that, I think that the best thing to do, well, I've already made a decision that I'm going to go to a tiller handle. Right. So taking that back deck all the way down to the transom, um, will allow me the space to be able to operate that big tiller i mean it's a 90 horsepower jet so there's a lot there's a lot going on at one time there so and there's risks to, to that too but um the risk of that and the benefit that you gain with the open space i can now hunt i'll be able to hunt four guys comfortably and have pasture on the front deck um it's going to get a paint job and it's going to get hydro turf for now. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, trying to do it all at once. Uh, it's a tough thing to do because I sat there and waited. So now fast forward all that to my last duck hunt. And now hear me when I say I pulled my kayak out, I put it in, I pulled it out, I put it in. Oh, so, and it's a 13 foot kayak and it weighs just empty weight is like, I think is 150 pounds. Yeah. And we, you got a trolling motor on yeah. it. You've got the mo. I mean, like, and then, uh, you didn't have the battery fully charged. So yeah. It, yeah. It, it ran out. So you're paddling. It, it can become a nightmare. There's no question on that, uh, of, of just the, the trying of, uh, you need that boat in the water. Yeah. You need a fix. So well, you can- well, here's the crazy thing about that kayak. And I was thinking about this while I was on it. I had, I had eight hardcore decoys on there in yep. a bag. I had Pastor's um, blind, his his Momarsh blind, the one with the, the legs on it that sets up, you know, three to six feet or whatever. I had um, my gun. I had a battery on the back. I had my troller motor and all that set up, and I had me and Pastor on it. And I'm 300 pounds. Pastor's 64 pounds right now. Yeah. And my kayak 
it took it, dude. Yeah. I mean, and it did it last year, but it's like even more so when I'm thinking about a boat and trying to think about weight distribution of how I want to do all that. I'm like, I don't have any problem with a yeah, boat, absolutely. even with even with a 450 pound motor. I mean, it's like if this kayak can take this, that boat can take a whole lot. And I know that you've got the sticker on there, and you definitely don't want to be caught outside of those parameters. Absolutely. And and that there's a reason why they're on there. But I will say there's a major safety factor on all that stuff absolutely so i'm not real worried about it going into the boat but i mean to brag on my jackson kayak like it's yeah it what, what is your jackson what is it what it's is it's a big rig it's the big rig yeah it's a big rig yeah not the hd it's just the big rig which i think the hd actually has bigger capacity wow the the capacity on the on the jackson dude i want to say it was 500 pounds really which is crazy and again everybody out there if you're a bigger guy I can stand on the side of that kayak and fish, stand yeah. on it. Yeah. I mean, it's a massive thing, and it's it stinks to to drag in and drag out and put on the back of your truck by yourself. But And that's why, I mean, it's not why, but it's one main reason why going to a boat would be will be easier for me when I do solo stuff. So, Well, absolutely. Anyway. And the, the other thing with that, too, is, you know, you're, you're blessed with a dog, so you, you can retrieve that way. You know, sometimes I think hunters who hunt out of kayak, I, I hunt out of kayak a lot and have in the past, the one positive thing about having a kayak is that is that retrieve option because to unlodge the boat, kind of get out there to retrieve a duck if it's too deep or too far. If you don't have the dog, it makes it a little more difficult. So you've got the perfect scenario, pastors, um, well versed now and 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 starting to make the retrieves the exact way you want it. He's sitting on the whistle. He's doing all kinds of things and um, casting even. And so uh, it's his second year. So I mean, it, it's cool to see that yeah. happen. And so hunting out of a boat is definitely the best option for you. You know, I was going to go on that hunt, but some things came up. But one cool thing that I mean, I'm sure all you hunters are dealing with or dealt with in October was they actually called it the hunter's moon. And I I started reading about it because I was like, man, what does it mean? Like full moon's terrible, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's they move all night. Well what ended up happening was is that the Indians would literally hunt all night on the hunter's moon. Really? Because it was so bright outside. Of course, they don't have flashlights. They don't have, you know. Yeah, it's so bright enough, though. It was bright enough. Mm-hmm. And so they would hunt deer, and they would gather. What they would try to do is gather all the game, wild game they could get that night and, and during that full moon in October to last them through the winter. And hmm. so it was pretty pretty interesting to do, uh, to see, you know, and to read about. That and, is crazy. And so it was called the Hunter's Moon. It's the first full moon or whatever in October, and that's what the Indians did. And so, you know, I read that, and I'm like, man, full moon for duck hunters means the ducks moved all night and ate all night, and we don't see nothing in the morning. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Same way with deer. It's like, oh, full moon, we're screwed. You know, we yeah. ain't, ain't going to get nothing. So uh, it was just a little interesting piece of history I read, and so and pass it on to you guys. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Well, I mean, when you th- when you talk about full moon, you talk about October, and you talk about Halloween, and that that all that stuff is bringing up some product releases in Absolutely. my mind. We uh, we just launched the uh, the Grim Retriever. The Grim Retriever. I mean, you came up with that name, didn't you? Yeah, but it's uh, like I, I mean, I know that there's there's several. Um, artworks that we've seen out there with the skeleton working the tiller handle yeah. and all that stuff but we did our own little spin on it and uh had the designer work up uh like that uh 
like a grim grim reaper type deal and so the dog's got the duck in its mouth and you see the uh the band that says tbr on it yeah um, so we we had all that worked up and it had such a good response last year that we decided to make a a t-shirt out of it so we have partnered with a t-shirt company in uh in southwest virginia and it's another good connection for us that uh you know again it's people matter and they uh, they have similar values that w- that we do, and they want to see us succeed. So they're actually allowing us to do like a made to order type, of which is t-shirt. incredible so, for us. Yeah, so I mean, we can take our any of our our, our artwork and um, and put it on a t-shirt and and sell it, in, you know, different colors and things like that. So it's it's been a really good relationship with them. So we we released a t-shirt. Um, we released the new stickers, and then soon, um, which if you're listening to this now and it hasn't released uh, when it comes out, we'll, we'll have a cup too. So I've yeah. asked Blackstool Arms to, to make me the cup, and uh, we'll get that on, on the website as well. Um, no, it's really exciting. I mean, I, I, I was excited for it. I think we, we surpassed over what 1100 likes on that on yeah. that post which is a thank you so much to the to the people who not just listen to the podcast but follow us and and love the post and and interact with us i mean again we said it at the very beginning it's all about you guys and and we love connecting with you guys through podcasts through messages through instagram facebook uh commenting on the tiktok videos all those things it, it, it is about relationships and to bring it full circle that's that's what it's about and so we're happy to bring this uh uh, these things to you we also have some things in the works we got a hat that's on order yes and uh so Dude, we, i'm excited about that one i am too because we we literally have sold out of hats yes so it is you, it was, uh i mean by that time i mean this is going to release in november let's go ahead and talk about that yeah let's just talk about it real quick we got a couple more minutes so you want to go want ahead to explain it go ahead really? yeah you talk about that well i mean if you bought one of our hats before you see the custom um seam uh, covers inside the hat it says the banner retrieve in handwriting um, so that's one of the custom parts that we put on those um, but what we've done is we're wanting to we've practically made a, a richardson 112 custom hat on this one so it's not a seven panel yeah um it's we i call it a dad hat and i know that that, that may offend somebody out there yeah. but it's just it's not that seven panel that sits on top of your head with the the the, the flat canvas on the front right but um it's uh tan we've got a tan color and we've got a brown color and then the mesh it's like a trucker style so the mesh the back panels are mesh and that's black yeah so you got a black snap and then you have the banner retrieve on the covers inside just like i just explained and then the cool thing about this one is that we have our scripture that goes on the dog collars and if you follow uh, us on social media you'll see that um, the scripture is in that same handwriting that's on just one of the seams. Right. So we brought that personalization to it. Um, and then on the right-hand side of the hat, it's got that same handwriting, the banded retrieve. The cool thing on the front is that we have we had released a new piece of artwork a couple months ago for the, the collars. And it's and it's the jumping dog. So it's not the jumping dog that's on the All American logo, but it's the jumping dog that's on the collar logo. And it's just a single line. And what that is, it's actually Pastor's uh, silhouette. silhouette. Yeah, yeah, that so was we, so cool. Yeah, I mean, we got a picture of Pastor running, 
And so it's kind of an odd, like his leg is in kind of an odd position, um, but it's it's 100% custom from that logo. And so that is pastor on the front of that. And uh, and then again, the scripture on the back, which means a lot to us. Absolutely. It, it, it about leaking, leaving a legacy for those to come. And that's what we're about is telling people about what God's done in our lives, but also leaving that legacy and telling our kids how to hunt. This is an incredible uh, way and opportunity for you to make connections, relationships. Yes. It's a great way to have camaraderie. It's a great way um, to to just live life, to be, to be a hunter, to be a believer, to be a friend to all people. And so uh, we're, we're excited for, for the release of that. The, the awesome, incredible thing, and I know I've said that over and over, but it is it is so incredible is that it is a picture of pastor and the graphic designer made it a silhouette and it's it's a literal release of him which is awesome yeah you know yeah and then and then all the way down to the the handwriting of the banner to tree i mean it's that's literal handwriting and the 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 scripture is handwriting too but um we really man we we can't extend the thanks enough to our our supporters and our followers and our listeners we we love you guys we like to hear the stories that you guys have so um i know you hear it at the end of each podcast but seriously reach out to us um give this podcast a like uh subscribe to it subscriptions don't cost you a thing although that word meets means money to some people the subscription to this podcast does not cost you a thing so uh, just go ahead and hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, and the follow button on our other social media platforms, and uh, we'd love to uh, connect with you guys individually. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. You can find us on Facebook and on Instagram at The Bandage Retreat. Or you can reach out to us directly by emailing us at info at And as always, happy, happy hunting. hunting.